Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is the County 10 Sports Podcast. Welcome you back. Jared Anderson, Wyatt Bridgka with you, and we bring in our special guest for the week. The uh, new media professor at Central Wyoming College, longtime Fremont County sports voice, John Gabrielson, is with us. John, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Good for, to, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> Good to have <laughs> you here. Uh, of course, we are uh, breaking down the upcoming Fremont County Sports Weekend, but uh, it's hard to really look beyond the big marquee matchup this weekend. Lander Riverton steals the spotlight. Uh, every time these two teams play, it's the keeper of the gold game. And what do we decide on, Wyatt? This is the 129th? 7th. 27th. Okay. Courtesy, John. 127th meeting. That's a lot of meetings between these two schools. I'm going to courtesy that Patrick Schmidt and Wyoming-Football.com. <laughs> Not that I've went through that whole thing. He's got a database that has all of that information already on it. He sent me that. They've played 126. It's within seven <laughs> of each other right now, so it's been fairly even. And so, yeah, number 127 coming up. Crazy to think that uh, it's dated back that long, and Lander has had quite a bit of success recently, Wyatt. Yeah, with John Scott, I don't think they lost under John Scott, and I believe what five in a row the Landers won, and that could I could see it flipping this year to go to Riverton, in my opinion. I certainly think over the last, I mean, you know, throw out the records, the cliche. I think in several of those, Riverton. I don't. I wouldn't say several, but I think Riverton was favored in a couple of those, and. John Scott and Lander got it done. So, I mean, it's like the the epitome of anything can happen in this type of thing. Well, you could say that for last year's scenario where the Wolverines, I think, had lead most of the game and Lander just had to play tie-up or go for two. And you were at that game last year, John, and I think it was... Both well, nights. Yeah, both nights. <laughs> I remember this was a game played on Friday and then went to Monday. But uh, just that game in general, you thought Lander was easily going to handle it and then it became a slugfest that also according to patrick schmidt which i know you've had him on the podcast he could probably be on every week talking yeah. about stuff but uh only one of three games that ever came back to play on a different night than it started and the other ones were way back like a an overtime game and then a game that had a appeal mm -hmm. on it and then of course the weather related one that happened last year with lander riverton i know we've gotten a little maybe more uh, sensitive is not the right word maybe smart when it comes to lightning delays but it's hard to believe that there hasn't been that many in wyoming when you take into account all the winter weather and blizzards we've had to endure yeah, we're tough, I guess. We play through yeah, all of that kind true. of stuff. It's like, oh, you know, all rules are off. It, I mean, when you get right down to it, it's still a bunch of kids outside that you got to worry about their safety. But we're lucky enough that thunderstorms roll through and don't sit and hang like they do in other geographic locations. And so it lets them be able to be played later that night as opposed to last year when, you know, like I said, first time in 
decades that a game did not finish on the day that it started. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of great history, great matchups as you look back in the history of Lander versus Riverton, and uh, it's hard to look beyond the state championship from uh, several years ago now that I know you were famously on the call of, John. You know, I was a punk kid back in the day. I think I was <laughs> 24 years old, and it's weird to think that as soon as that game was over, Chad Bauman and I got into a truck and hauled butt and ended up making it to Fort Collins to watch the last three quarters of Wyoming versus Colorado State, mm -hmm. a night that they tore the goalposts down at <laughs> CSU. And I, it was just weird to think, you know, I didn't really sit in the revelry of the win as the broadcast voice. It was like, you know, I'm 24, I'm, I'm headed to Fort Collins. So th that was just a, a, such a memorable day. Tim Ray was doing the sidelines for the Wyoming Cowboys at the time, and he was talking about games, and he saw me standing there, and he's just like, didn't you do the game today? And I said, yes. And so then he interviews <laughs> me on the Cowboys Sports Network for the, the Riverton versus Lander game because of, I mean, just game aside – snow in the banks of Tonkin Stadium, extra bleachers brought in, people 10 rows deep around the fence of the place. I mean, there's a cut that I listened to myself. They were estimating 3,500 people, which set records at that time. A couple years later, Rock Springs and Gillette break that record being the, the bigger schools. And now I think at War Memorial, they're packing in more than that for these, you know, the Sheridans of the world and stuff like that. But, but just... Because it was Lander versus Riverton, it was so anticipated. Riverton had lost earlier in the season to Lander on their home field, and the rematch was it lived up to uh, that and everything. Yeah. Uh, awesome memories for sure. And as we look ahead to the 2023 version of Lander versus Riverton, Wyatt will uh, get the let's get the Lander perspective from you. It's been a frustrating season on the win loss column for the Tigers, but uh, no better time than to pick up your first win than against your uh, your big rival. Well, if something last week didn't give me indication, the fact that they passed it 15 times, which was the most they have done. Previously, I think the most was like five in a football game. So the fact they were willing to go the extra mile, I guess, and pass more, if they can do that with better conditions and see how that grows, because I don't think you're going to get a good, accurate indication with the conditions that Lander had to play in last week, sitting on a bus, having mm -hmm. to wait the lightning storm and playing on wet grass, which was the first time they played on grass all year. I just, if the conditions are nice, I would like to see how that grows. And I have good indication and it could be a close game that i think many people might expect it could be a blowout yeah uh riverton certainly feeling a lot of momentum coming off of the impressive rollins win i think people anticipated riverton having a good chance in that game but they looked more dominant than i thought people may have expected them to look as well so john i know you were at that riverton rollins game and uh feels like Wolverine fans have reason to be optimistic for not only this week's game, but uh, going forward in some of these opponents. You know, you take away the Cody and Star Valley game. They even played well against Powell, who has been putting up over 40 points a game and, and doing things. And I don't think the East is as strong as it's been. I'm not sure that Douglas and Worland are the, the Douglas and Worlands of old. So I, I think, you know, second 
maybe even a, a you know Buffalo, maybe I think head and shoulders above everybody in the East, but a, a second place is not out of reach for any one of the extra teams that are going on there. And I, yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. Uh, Riverton getting scored on first in that. I think people were like, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. this is maybe what I expected, but then coach Linhart and the Wolverines righted the ship and, and sailed away. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I think me and Jared, I keep saying, I feel like I say this every week, but I think we overlooked Rollins just a little bit mm-hmm. than expected just because they got a win against Lander and a win against Burns, which that's the most wins they've had in a couple of years in, but in the one fact, season. But the surprising thing is they lost to Pinedale. Yeah. And Pinedale, I mean, Pinedale's a much better football team, but I was just looking at that. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, six to no nothing. No disrespect, too. Pinedale, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe tongue in cheek disrespect because perennially they hadn't been very good and Rollins loses to them and we're like, well, what are we getting out of this? But then they go and do some other things. So sorry to yeah, jump no, in all over you. You're, Wyatt, you're not wrong about that, but it's just like. I feel like we were assuming it was Lander, Riverton, and uh, Worland for basically the four seed and for three and four. But I think now two through three, like John mentioned, is probably as wide open as it gets because Douglas struggled against Worland. And I think he didn't even score in the second half, and Worland put a couple of good drives together and made that a closer game than probably people expected. Mm-hmm. Riverton got their homecoming win. This will be homecoming week for Lander. I chatted with uh, Mark Lenhart before the Riverton game, and he said, I don't think there's a high school coach in America that likes homecoming week because there's so many distractions and so many other things going on. But Broadcasters don't like it because of 20-minute halftime. <laughs> yes, we did. We, will have to endure. we did definitely <laughs> see that as well, uh, but uh, we've, we've got homecoming week for Lander. Do you think that adds any emotion into the week for the Tigers, Wyatt? I th- it, it does. I think it. I don't think it doesn't affect other schools. I think it does affect all schools. I would rephrase that. Yeah. So in some instances, yes, it does. And um, I think we saw it last year with Lander's arguably probably one of the best teams, and they dropped one in the homecoming game. Mm-hmm. As far as rivalries across the state, Wyatt, you're from Cody. John, you have spent years covering teams around the state, yopreps.com back in the day. Uh, where do you think Riverton versus Lander ranks among the great rivalries in the state of Wyoming? Because there are a lot. I'll defer that to you, John. It's got to be up there. I mean, it's different now because the landscape has changed, you know, Gillette Sheridan, mm-hmm. but now it's Thunder Basin and Gillette. They've got the rivalry as, you know, and Sheridan's on the outside looking in Rock Springs, Green River. They barely get to play because of different divisions and things like that. Star Valley Jackson is a heck of a rivalry, but it's pretty lopsided a lot of times in those Cody Powell as why will attest to, but you know, since Lander started playing, I wrote some notes down. Lander started playing clear back in 1908. Mm-hmm. Riverton didn't start till 1922. Lander didn't have a team from 1911 to 1921, but they played twice a year. So not only do you take into consideration they're your rival, but you played them twice a year for 20 years. And then once a year until they met in the playoffs for a couple of times. But it's it's one of the, the fiercest, I think. You know, and then you've got some of the smaller schools, you know, like Wind River Shoshone has always been a pretty good rivalry in that. And it's, it's got to be up there among among the top five. You know, obviously our bias, we would put it number one. But sure. it's got it's to be up there among the great ones around the state for sure. I would agree with that and you know i've gotten to be a part of probably two of the biggest rivalries in the state cody and powell has always been 
up there as far as like how competitive, but lately it's kind of been that, like John said with the Star Valley Jacks, it's more lopsided just of how dominant Cody's been. But I agree, it's been up there and, you know, talking with John and going back through the, the, the tail time <laughs> with this <laughs> 1994 championships and stuff. Um, the more I look into it, the more it's up there for me. And um, it's, it's one of the rivalries I think that I think a lot of people put their eyes to. And I think it showed last year with how many people tuned into our broadcast with how many people were so invested on both days. Let's put that to effect. We mm-hmm. had, I think we had David settle into that one Wyoming foot dash football was, a part of that, it was just, it was so much, that, that's how big it is. I mean, when the big media companies for sports tune in, it's it's big. Definitely. Well, you both probably get this, but, uh, like, oh, you're the voice of the Tigers. At Winslander's next game, you know, people ask you questions, but the one question I think that is consistent is, when does Lander and Riverton play? And that's the, the, the sports fans biggest question that I normally get around mm-hmm. Fremont County, just to put that into perspective. I would also throw Lusk and Southeast okay. as a vicious rivalry between those two. Last week. And then you think though to yourself, it's like, Oh, it's a small school, but that doesn't mean the rivalry is not fierce, but most people equate it to the bigger ones. And so that's why, you know, putting Lander Riverton in, near the top. Yep, definitely. Uh, is it a sports fan sort of cliche to say throw the records out when rivals meet because this, this feels like it's going to be a slugfest no matter what? Is that more of a cliche or do we think that's concretely true in these rivalry games? Just all kinds of crazy things happen. Based on last year, I would say it's inherently true. It's, yeah. a, it's a thing. I mean, there are some years like... Lander had very good teams. They pummeled Riverton when they expected to pummel Riverton and vice versa. You know, Riverton's back-to-back years with 26 wins in a row, they were expected to, and they did pummel the Tigers. And so I think there are some in that, but when you're what, one and four versus oh and five, I don't think there's a, a prohibitive four touchdown favorite in this, mm-hmm. that it, that it is going to be a cliche. One thing that I think changes the landscape of it is how much different it is for these kids because of social media and ease of travel and everything these kids are all really good friends off the field because they know each other and then for one night and 48 minutes they've got to become hated rivals but that doesn't (laughs) seem to be a problem they can do that they manage that you know uh my kid was best friends with brennan stauffenberg gabe harris and the you know and the kids off the field, go into homecoming with each other to different, and then sure. for 48 minutes, that was set aside because it was red versus green. That's what makes this and sports in general just so great, <laughs> is you can do that and then go be friends right. as soon as the, the final whistle blows. I love it. Uh, all right, I guess final questions for both of you. We don't have to exactly predict the game, but what do you expect to happen on Friday night? I will say it's going to be a competitive game i'm not gonna pick sides or anything just because Mm -hmm. of being the broadcaster of the game i want to be neutral but um i will point out though um i know it's only the second conference game but on how i've seen things project and what could happen this could be a big conference game just because in the event if lander does come out which they are not expected and i guess in the odds maker side of things could set up an interesting final two weeks of the season just because of the tiebreakers that can come into effect if 
Lander beats Riverton and loses to Rollins, and you have this cycle of teams winning and everything. I think this game is going to be big early on in the conference season. What does FanDuel have on this one? Do you know? Well, not FanDuel, <laughs> but I'm sure Wild Predicts is going to have a... DraftKings or... No, not DraftKings. I'm just <laughs> basing off of what Wild Predicts might have. I love you, Wyatt, but your youthful optimism sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have some side wagers on different things, mm-hmm. and he is loyal to his teams, for sure, and, and I admire that. I think that Coach Linhart... Uh, is finding his stride offensively. And I really liked what I saw against Powell in the offensive play calling after having watched it the last three years with my kid on there. I think that Coach Lenhart is really finding his stride offensively with his team, some breakout that they had last week. Uh, I think that the Wolverines win by a couple, maybe even three scores in this one. Even throw out the record books and everything like that you know winning begets winning losing sometimes begets losing if things don't go well for the tigers early it could be a long night and i think that the the wolverines finding their stride will capitalize and keep continuing to cruise with that definitely a lot at stake for both of these teams not only for bragging rights but Wyatt as you alluded to in the standings as well and going forward here into the second half of the season so all right anything i missed any final thoughts we want to throw out there before uh, we count down to kickoff? You know, as I've been doing research through Patrick's website, uh, the Tigers have won a state title, and I don't know why I didn't know that they had won one, because I know that in modern day they've been in a lot of them, but never could quite get the dub. But uh, 1948, 10-0 under the head coach Bill Bush, who the stadium is named after. So uh, I thought that was worthy of some mentioning. Both teams have kind of been on the – the struggle bus as of late down the postseason. The uh, Tigers haven't been past the quarterfinals since 2004 when Steve Simpson got them into the championships, and the Wolverines haven't been there since uh, Coach Patterson took them to the semifinals and lost to Cody, I believe, 17 or 18, if I'm looking past that. So uh, <laughs> is it going to matter? Will will a, a East team break through past the West in the first round of the playoffs? I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, tonight, as Wyatt pointed out, goes a long way toward A, securing a spot in the playoffs, and then B, allowing you to climb up the ladder a little bit. Definitely. Wyatt, any final thoughts? Nope. It should be fun tonight. I'm excited, and we'll have a good call, Jared. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, calling with you as well, Wyatt. Thank you, as always, for uh, for tuning in. You can catch more conversations here by subscribing to the County 10 podcast. And uh, depending on when you're listening to this, Wyatt and I will be back on very soon with you. You can watch the game on County 10's YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to that. Turn on the notifications as well, and we'll notify you every time we go live there on County 10. YouTube kickoff Friday at 6 o'clock from LVHS. Just want to say we're only 50 away from that thousand mark, so... It's got to be, gotta gotta be even it. closer now. I bet we're up to like 48 away. Oh, well, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> go, go subscribe if uh, you're the 1,000th subscriber. Why? It'll give you a high five or something. All right. Uh, Riverton and Lander football coming at you. Six o'clock kickoff here. And again, thanks to our guest today, John Gabrielson, for joining us on the County 10 Sports Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.